Hello and welcome back to Deeper with the Dolan Twins, and thank you to Skillshare, Macy's, and Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode. We got an animal-themed episode, so we figured we'd let Ava kick it off. Say something. There we go. All right, into the episode. I know, we can't wait to come by the sanctuary and meet all of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Definitely. we saw videos of the pigs are also adorable. Uh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of pigs right now. Oh, that's um, great. And then we have the litter of the, the mom and the baby. So there's eight. Two of them went to General Barn over in L.A. I'm sure you guys heard of them. I haven't. You no. haven't? Oh, no. wow. They're like a legit, legit like farm sanctuary, like OG We've been looking. Years. We've been looking for one to, to visit, and they're, they're in Los Angeles? Uh, Santa Clarita. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then there's Farm Sanctuary in Acton. Okay. Um, so the the General Barn, they just opened back up for private tours, and they do uh, – you could – Schedule cow hug therapy on Sundays. Oh, cow hug yeah. therapy? Have you done that? <laughs> no, I've, I've went and I visited before when they yeah. were, because they used to just be open on Sundays. You just go and pay like 10 bucks and just walk around. Uh-huh. Uh, so I've done that, but I usually, unless it's for something for the farm, I don't get off the property very yeah, much. No, I assume it's really time consuming. And I, you yeah. get your fair share of cow hugs every day. Oh, sure. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not from Rose. She's kind of feisty, but all the other ones <laughs> oh, seem adorable. to like it. So where did it all like begin? Um, I guess just like if you could take me through the, uh, the process of you know opening the sanctuary but even before then like what in, what inspired it yeah i i mean i grew up around these animals but i never like interacted with them specifically where'd you grow up i would look lived in san diego my whole life but not like everyone thinks of san diego like there's right. a country part of it too yeah, about yeah. in the east so. same with jersey everybody's oh dirty jersey yeah you fly over like the city and mm-hmm. newark and stuff and it's like the airport's not that great and, yeah and the area isn't that, that beautiful i was actually on a flight we were flying home from la and these people next to me were just shit talking jersey as we flew over like, oh this is the dirtiest <laughs> state in america and i'm like, like, like look at the left plane yeah. window there's yeah. like trees and we, yeah we're from like you know horse from cow farms oh yeah um beautiful just like nature uh so yeah i'm I'm assuming there's areas like that around san diego yeah exactly out in the east like even less east than we are now because we're like super super east now Uh Um, but i just kind of grew up around in my high school had an agricultural program so i used to like go to the fair every year and um like really like the animals but just never really made that connection and once that kind of started and so by haven't by what you mean by like you haven't made the connection yet at that point in your life is you you were still eating animals and, and oh, yeah, animal products. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like yeah, that. every yeah. day. Like, I would, wouldn't even imagine back then that I would be not eating them at this point. Yeah. And just, like, every meal. Think it's not a meal without a piece of animal on the plate. Yeah. And, and you know, milk and cheese and dairy and for eggs sure. and all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, I it's never so really weird. Even yeah, realized. Back then, like, steak and beef were their own thing to me, though. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't think of them, like, as an animal. Oh, for sure. They name you know? it beef. They name it pork. Because if they put dead cow on the package, nobody would really buy it. You I know, yeah, they yeah. kind of do that stuff on purpose. Or yeah. They, you know, you're not it's crazy. I, I also saw they're trying to like ban uh, milk alternatives from calling it milk, like yeah. oat milk, mm-hmm. almond milk. Yeah, but they don't go after peanut butter and they don't go after, yeah. you know, coconut milk and yeah. things like that because mm-hmm. they're not really attacking their bottom lines. They're, uh-huh. they're not taking some of their profits like the soy milks and the hemp milks and the almond milks and stuff are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're losing a lot of those battles, which is really cool. Yeah, um, that's so great. They're, they're not really winning, but they're they're bankrupting a lot of places, which is really their ultimate goal because they have so much money. They could just sue the crap out of you yeah. for years. Yeah. And like these small companies don't have that kind of money to fight them. So, yeah, it's really yeah. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. We um, I, I grew up seeing those like got milk ads with all these athletes and celebrities and stuff with like yeah. the milk mustache. And someone like brought it up recently and they're like, you know, that's not really tied to any company, you know, to like put your money into or go spend on a product. Oh, yeah. a it's like no advertisement. It's, it's for a brand. You know oh, yeah. I mean? like you that's just toothpaste I, ad for Colgate. But mm-hmm. Got Milk wasn't like, it wasn't any of the 
milk companies. It was just milk in general. Yeah. And that's the first time that I've seen an ad like that. Do you know anything about that? Like, um, I don't know specifically about it. I know a lot of that started after like World War, War II because a lot of like government subsidies and stuff started to ramp up production. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they didn't need as much. So they needed the consumer to consume a lot more. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of government subsidies go to animal products. So they kind of want to make sure they're getting you know, profit off their money or making sure that the, those products aren't going away. So they're really pushing them on American people. So that's kind of why I understand where it came from originally, but yeah. I don't know like exact like yeah. roots of it all and stuff like that. But yeah. so it has and a lot I'm, to do with that. I'm sure like us, like you were probably grew up under the impression that you needed animal products to survive. Oh yeah, huh? for sure. Yeah. You, yeah. They don't really tell you that. You see the food pyramid, you see that big old section with mm-hmm. all the meat and the dairy and stuff. And you're like, well, scientists made this. I like, they know more than I do. And really it's, it's not really how it is and there's not really that much research behind it there is a lot more now which yeah. is a cool one it's becoming that but yeah. even like doctors and stuff they still believe in all of that kind of thing because yeah. that's how they were taught and that's how they're raised and that's how they were trained yeah yeah and for grayson and i we we did a lot of diet research um just with like fitness we tried to do like this fitness journey one time and even through like dense research on like nutrition it's it, it is still really hidden for me that like you don't need these animal products to thrive and and survive yeah oh yeah it's It's crazy crazy. a lot of people like don't realize that the animals are just like ingesting those things that are in the animal products Mm -hmm. like yeah, animals don't make protein. They ingest protein. Yeah, like more animals, says, we need protein. Yeah, yeah. we have to eat it that <laughs> yeah. just like them. So yeah. like they're not making these things. So like we can get it. We could skip the middleman. I call them like shitty filters is all yeah. the animals are. Yeah. It's like they they just like take in those nutrients for us, condense it into a little bit more of a, like a, a heartier form. Mm. Um, like you obviously have to eat more plant-based things than you do an animal-based thing to yeah. get those yeah. volume-wise. Uh, yeah. But they they just absorb it from nature, so we can just skip the middleman and go straight to the source. Yeah, yeah. And Definitely. to me, that makes a lot of sense. But was for, it like for a while? It just like I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't they, yeah. Because there was so much fear, I guess, involved. Like, oh, was for like, sure. Is my muscle mass going to go away? You know, as like a teenage guy, I was like, yeah. trying to get big in the gym, and I was like, is this going to affect that? Am I going to wake up tomorrow like scrawny or? Um, feeling tired yeah you know we fortunately that wasn't the case and you see these like stereotypical kind of images of like what a vegan used to be or what they thought people that Mm -hmm. were vegan were and they're all you know hippity dippity Mm -hmm. frail pale white people (laughs) and you're like it's not really like that but that's just how they portrayed it definitely um was it like a really shocking moment where you realize oh wait i don't need to be eating animals is this something like you remember like a piece of information you heard um mine was like i really started the journey because of the environment like when that kind of information started coming out so i've been been eating plant-based for like i think it's like 11 years or something or 12 years um early 20s and how tall are you six five Okay, so yeah. it, didn't, it didn't affect anything like that. You could didn't shrink. I've always been skinny Man. as hell, even before when I ate animal products. It's yeah. just always been like nothing changed. Um, but I'm also was like eating terribly back then, you know, like mm-hmm. Jack in the Box every day, mix taco shops, yeah. worked at Burger King for like four years, ate that every single day. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I did feel better in that kind of thing when I went plant based, yeah. but that was like, you know, availability back then was a little bit less than it is now um so i really started for the environmental kind of aspects to it and i you know went to culinary school i was a chef for a really long time so i was always under the mindset like it's a personal choice like Mm -hmm. i I choose not to eat it but i'll make the best hamburger you've ever had kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. um and then learning more about what the animals go through and the processes and the slaughter process and just like Mm -hmm. 
the life that they live is not something I wanted to contribute to, but they don't have that information out there. There's ag gag laws and there's actually laws preventing us from learning that information. Oh, there's, laws. Oh, there's oh. ag gag laws. Like you can't go film inside of a slaughterhouse. Like you will be prosecuted. Like there's wow. thing like if they don't want you to, like if they invite you in, you can, but they're never going to do that. Yeah. But that's like food and that's what we're consuming. So we should be able to see where it's exactly. Coming from, right? Yeah. If that you can't, if you me. can't watch that whole thing happen, like yeah. it's, it's, telling you that you're not agreeing with it yeah, you know you're yeah. pre-vegan you just don't know it yet. i understand why like you're not allowed to film inside of like a police station or you yeah know, like a, a, some sort of governmental building like a dmv where there's people's personal information but it's like if you're a company that's selling product to consumers to actually put inside of their body and then you're not allowing them to see yeah what this product is mm-hmm. like complete that, lack of that doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I didn't, even know, I didn't like, know there was a law protecting yeah, Oh, either. there's a bunch of laws protecting crazy. And it's getting stricter. Like That's crazy. In Canada, they just passed a law that, that really prohibits a lot of that kind of thing. So the information is just not really there unless you seek it. Like the information's there. Yeah. It's just not available unless you want to look for it. Or like your algorithm kind of gets in into that. So you start seeing it on social media and yeah. seeing people's posts and stuff about it. Like that's when you learn about it. So it's kind of what happened with me. Like I started with the environment and then I learned about it. And then I met the animals in real life or like, saw them in a different way and met them in real life and was yeah. like, oh, wow, like, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, you know, cheat here and there. When I go on vacation, I'd be like, you can't eat vegan on vacation. Like, yeah. you know, have dairy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, once I learned that kind of stuff, I was like, all right, that's it for me. Like, yeah. I'm not going to willingly do that. You know, I slip up here and there, found out, you know, tortillas aren't vegan that I was eating for a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing willfully yeah, contributing to that. For sure. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely like incidental and then, you know, purposeful. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. That's what I tell a lot of people, especially when they or. Uh, when, when they tell me like, oh, you're killing just as many animals being vegan as if you're not vegan. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's not true. They yeah. try to say that it is, but you know, it's no secret that animals do die in the process of plant agriculture, yeah. but you know, it's, it's incidental versus on purpose. Yeah. You know, we're not pulling a knife across an animal's throat. If yeah. you know, you have to clear land to uh, grow crops. Then. Well, they also don't realize 75% of those crops are fed to animals. Exactly. Like, you know, 75% yeah. of the soy, which is, I always yeah. get that all the time. Like, what about soy? Like, yeah. you know, they're killing everything. I was like, 75% of soy is fed back to animals so we can consume them. So, so if you like, actually care about animals' lives, yeah, you should be pro-soy. Pro, <laughs> pro-plant-based, for yeah. sure, because, like, a lot of less has to be produced for you to get those instead of for sure. putting them through yeah. the shitty filters. Yeah. Okay, so I want to I want to touch on something Ethan just brought up, which is, like, saving animal lives yeah um that's something you do directly in in many ways i mean being vegan is one of them but then also you have an animal sanctuary where you rescue animals and i want to talk about do you know how many animal lives that you've saved personally or like like how many animal lives do you think you would save like per year um well at the sanctuary right now we have 91 Permanent residents. Oh, wow. um, we have 50 um, foster pigs right now. And then, you know, we've had animals that we've lost in the past. So I, I don't really know exact number. We've also helped transport animals out of um, lab testing. I've helped transport animals to other sanctuaries that we couldn't personally take. I've done trips to, you know, Washington, Oregon, uh, Northern California to like bring animals to other places. So I don't really know a number myself, but um, that number is going to be a lot lower than what we feel like we can do is convince people to go plant-based or at least explore that lifestyle because like each person that goes plant-based or each person that goes fully vegan will save about 200 animals a year Wow. 200 animals. I didn't know it was 200. Yeah. I thought it was not 100. It, like it's, low. I mean, it kind of depends on what you're including, but I'm also someone you know. that eats a lot. So yeah. prior to 
So you're probably saving three hundred. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. for sure. But it's also, you know, it's it's byproducts, it's clothing, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It has a lot to do with that yeah, kind of stuff sure. when and you're doing that lifestyle. Yeah, that's something we didn't realize as well. Um, we went full plant based, but then you know, still had leather wallets yeah. or you know, shoes, and uh, that was another thing that uh, we had to fix in our life too, just because we didn't agree. You know, didn't sit on our our moral scale and. Um, we, we need to make that, that change as well. And that's something that's also hidden. It's like you hear about leather and they, mm-hmm. they have all these different names, you know? Oh, they yeah. just called it like, oh, you have animal shoes. You yeah, know? exactly. You have dead cow yeah, shoes. Dead it's, skin shoes. Like you'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't know it's, about it's that. It's morbid. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you spoke earlier a little bit about being a chef. Yeah. Um, and then I, I read up on that uh, you and your co-founder, um, uh, Jordan Russo. Jordan, yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys both worked in the uh, the food industry yep. before starting the sanctuary and yeah. your, your vegan journey. So, uh, what was it about working in the food industry that you realized, uh, you know, oh wait, these are animals, or or I, I can't be doing this to these animals? Yeah, I, I there's always a disconnect mm. when you're working in any kind of industry and things yeah. like that. So, um, you know, I was providing a service, I was making money from that service. For sure, um, you know, I didn't you know, pull the knife across the animal's throat kind of thing. So there's always these delusions you can put in your head about it. I was up until this Corona hit, I was still working in a restaurant that serves animal products. And, you know, it's, it is part of the lifestyle. It is part of America. It is part of, you know, making money and just sustaining yourself and things like that. So I'm glad that I don't contribute it to it right now. Um, but it's something that, you know, you, me being there did help me being there, you know, did convince some of my coworkers. It did convince some of my guests. It did convince, you know, the restaurant to put some more plant-based things on the menu. That's great. Nice. Um, but working in restaurants, it, it was really the, the waste is a really big one mm-hmm. um, that I noticed that just people order and they're like, I don't like these chicken wings. I'm like 12 fucking chicken. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Like died for you to have that plate that like you just don't like, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff bothered me. Um, so there is a, a balance of it as well. You know, there's not a ton of opportunity to work in a completely plant-based yeah. area and make the money that I was making to sustain the lifestyle sure. and to say, sustain the, you know, the farm animal refuge. So, um, I did have to kind of swallow that pill, but I'm glad right now that I'm not really doing it. And then, you know, you, you see these things in the restaurant and you're not seeing a whole animal. You're not seeing, you know, what goes on before they came in that delivery. You're just seeing the after product and things like that. So it's really easy to make that disconnection. But when you learn more and, you know, every time I look at a cheeseburger now, I'm like visualizing every single animal that was affected by that. Um, that really started to bother me. Yeah, that's that's the one tough thing about being vegan now and, and doing all the research that I've done. I've had a lot of free time in these yeah. pandemic times we all indoors. Have. Yeah, well, not so much me, but a lot of people. Yeah. Have. That's yeah. definitely a positive that's come out of this. I mean, we all uh, a good amount of people I've seen online realize that we're in a pandemic right now because of animal agriculture. Yeah. Pretty much every pandemic that we've had has been because of animal agriculture. Yeah. Um, but yeah, during this pandemic, I've had a lot of time to do research and. I, it's I, I can't see I can't unsee the things that I've seen now, mm-hmm. and uh, every time I see a, a chicken sandwich or a, a cheeseburger, I, I get sad. Yeah, I do. It's um, you know I, I have a puppy now, and she's with me pretty much all the time, and um, I just think about her. She has such a personality, and yeah. you know I didn't know that prior to meeting her, but now that I know her, and she sleeps in my bed. Yeah, and, uh, she she has such a big personality, just as all animals and sentient beings do, and it's really sad that that cheeseburger and that chicken sandwiches is a personality oh exactly yeah. they had a life that you know they had a name in their own mind that they referred to themselves yeah. they had a mom and a brother and a sister and they just weren't allowed to explore that because of what yeah. humans did to them and yeah. that's really sad but 
you know, it's easy to not think about that kind yeah. of stuff for most people. But again, like like you said, like once you see it, you can't really unsee yeah. it. And but when it comes to cats and dogs and animals that we have as pets in America, um, you know, people are very protective over them. Yeah, for and, sure. You know. There are very many laws, you know, in, in place so that you can't mistreat them as there should be. Yeah. But when it comes to a cow or a pig, um, animals that you're very familiar with, there there aren't any laws. Yeah. And so in you, fact, people are being paid to mistreat mm-hmm. them. So I wanted to ask you, what is... How does a, a dog and a cat and a pig and a, pa- a cow, how do they compare to one another? Like, how would you compare... Because you have them you all know, as pets, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. How would you compare your pet dog to your cow? Um, my cow's smarter than my dog, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they're, can be all the same, you know? Like, they, it just really depends on how you treat them, the environment you put them in. Um, you don't mistreat an animal. They're going to trust you. They're going to show affection. Yeah. You bring them food. They're going to really learn to love you. And, you know, I'm not bringing my cow into my bed every night to go to sleep, mm-hmm. but I do have a relationship with it. It does have a personality. All You know, we have six cows at the property that live there, and all of them are different. One of them's feisty. One of them is, you know, very timid just kind of wants to be by herself one of them loves people wants to come up Mm -hmm. loves kids they're all different it really depends on the individual animal and then if you just treat them correctly and you treat them in a compassionate way they're all just the same they're all just living beings that like want their love and want their family and want safety and comfort certainly yeah um so how do your uh, your dogs and your pigs interact with one another because they don't they don't No, it's not a safe situation gotcha. to do that okay. um it you know there is some supervised time that we've done in the past and uh-huh. and it really depends animal by animal but they communicate really differently like uh like pigs they communicate by nipping at each other they have really thick skin so when mm, they gotcha. when they want you know they're, they have a very strict hierarchy so when they want that other pig spot they'll like bite them in the butt and they'll run away and that's how they <laughs> communicate and then a dog if you bite a dog they're gonna bite you back True, you know yeah, yeah. so they that can turn really ugly mm-hmm. um and dogs like to chase to play but animals that are agriculture animals don't like to be chased that means they're about to be killed so yeah. they can turn into mm-hmm. a situation so people have done it successfully but it's not something that i would recommend yeah, um, yeah. and th- it is some things that we've done in the past and we've been fine there hasn't been any incidents but it just takes one incident for just something like that, that. Sure. yeah so Definitely. we just kind of keep them separately they do interact between the fences like they they see each other and they smell each other but uh, there's always that safety barrier there yeah. and then you know i've gotten a puppy recently so i have exposed him to the animals just in case he were to slip through a fence or a gate so uh-huh. he you know knows how to interact with them but it's oh. not something that we do on a day-to-day basis or would it really encourage yeah, anybody yeah. to do and because you have rescues as well so they're used mm-hmm. to different lives than they have now yeah um, oh absolutely so what is that like for them coming from these situations where you know they um inevitably are going to be slaughtered and then now they have the second chance with you guys um what uh how do the animals first act when they get there and they're finally free it really depends on the animal like some of them respond really quickly to it um but some of them take a really long time and it really just depends on what they've been through in the past we have noticed a lot of them have um more problems with men because in the industry the food industry a lot of the workers are going to be men and the ones who mistreat them Uh, Mm -hmm. so we've noticed that some of them have been there two and a half years and they won't even let us touch them or get near them Uh uh some of them will be there one day and the pig will be flopping over for belly rubs and coming up to the fence wanting that affection Uh, but they all come around you know they all eventually will become more comfortable and they'll be coming more trusting although like they may not want to be pet or scratched or cuddled or hugged um they do still see us as you know positive people and positive things in their life that bring them food and you know 
bring them substance and provide them a safe environment. So it really kind of depends. We um, have a lot of the animals that come out of the agriculture industry are going to be really young because people don't really understand how young animals are slaughtered. Mm -hmm. um, so a pig is usually slaughtered at six or eight months. A cow is usually slaughtered at wow. 18 months. Turkeys wow. are slaughtered at 11 weeks. So a lot of people don't realize that like all the animals in the industry are really babies when they get slaughtered. So lucky for what we do is they haven't, they've had some really bad interactions, but it hasn't been a solid portion of their yeah, total life that they're good. They're yeah. still babies. So we still got years and years and years to work with them and kind of show them that like people are not terrible mm -hmm. and people yeah. are not gonna, you know, kill their mom because yeah. they want to yeah. eat them. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's another misconception as well that these animals live full lives and yeah. they just die of either natural causes or, you know, when it's time they're put out of their misery, as some people yeah. like to say. But that's not at all what happens. No, and, not at all. Yeah, and I, that's something that I've done research on now and I've, I've seen firsthand. And it's, it's truly heartbreaking. I didn't know that, you know, the, the dairy industry didn't let male calves live beyond infancy. Yeah, oh yeah. The yeah. dairy is probably one of the biggest misconceptions yeah. that we see. Um, and it's probably the most heartbreaking industry in my eyes. I think it's yeah. one of the cruelest ones. Mm -hmm. If people were exploring a plant-based diet, I would definitely start with dairy. It's also one of the products that your body is gonna respond the most to you eliminating. Yeah. Dairy is like very unnatural for us to consume. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the first thing that I, I gave up. Yeah. Um, just because I learned about the hormones and everything mm -hmm. that's in them. and. Um, injected into these cows before they uh, are milked. Yeah. Um, and it, the entire process is just not natural. How many times have I heard, like as a little kid, oh, who's the first person that jerked off a cow and decided yeah. to get milk from? It's like, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah. Maybe if we think of it like that, then we probably shouldn't be Oh, jerking. for sure, yeah. If yeah. you had to suck them out yourself, you wouldn't be drinking <laughs> yeah. milk for it's sure. Weird. No, definitely, yeah. 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 You just um, buy it in a jug and it's yeah. something you've had since you're a kid and make strong bones and all of yeah. that kind of thing. But yeah, um, I, I did it for like a selfish reason at first though is because I had pretty bad acne and people were telling me, oh, if you don't drink milk, then your acne will go away. Yeah. So that's originally why I did it. But then I gave it up for like three weeks and I was like grossed out by it all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Yeah. And I used to to love milkshakes and milk. I used to not, Grayson used to drink almond milk before me and I was like, that stuff's disgusting. Yeah. I need some real milk. Um, which, yeah, it, it's, it's crazy that uh, now he, it's completely flipped in his, his head. Yeah. That's from my while. personal experience. It happened so fast. Um, I, I was disgusted by it. I guess maybe it was just like unnatural for me at that point, or maybe yeah. I saw where it came from and it grossed me out. But yeah, well, your uh, biology actually changes too, because yeah. after you stop breastfeeding from your mother, your body actually stops being able to digest the lactose. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people that quit dairy, even for a short period of time can actually not go back to eating it. Cause your body's like, Oh, we're not breastfeeding anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't need to you get rid of your lactose enzymes. Yeah. yeah around like two years old or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so depending on whoever, yeah. How um, long you're breastfeeding from yeah. your mom. So but. like, but that's, the normal thing but mm. instead as humans we've decided we're just going to keep drinking this breast milk and your yeah. body keeps producing those enzymes to break down that yeah that product it's almost but, like where did it start like why yeah. did we start exploiting that's the, that's the we weirdest didn't. thing that like people have argued to me is like that oh you need milk it's like you don't see a deer drinking a, a goat's udder. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're the oh, only yeah. animals that drink other animals' milk. Oh, yeah. Like, you're only supposed to drink your own species. We only do milk. it because someone decided that they were going to make money from it, and we just started paying them. Yeah. And, you know, we got brainwashed, essentially. Oh, Some yeah. Human yeah. Race. Well, I think a lot of the animal consumptions really came from back in the day when, mm -hmm. you know, 
you didn't have a grocery store with all of the products there and you needed something that was a little bit more concentrated just to sustain yourself. Yeah. So animal products are just more concentrated in a lot more of those calories. kind of yeah, things. Sure, yeah. So you, I think that's how people really started eating them like eggs and, and animals and stuff that were in the wild, you would hunt and you would start eating them because you get more bang for your buck. Basically, yeah. you know, you're not hunting and gathering as, as much, but that's irrelevant at this point. Yeah. Like you don't need it. Food anymore. surplus, walking to a grocery store. And yeah. How much can you even fit in your cart? Like, yeah, so exactly. much shit there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're we're a developed nation, and we have no excuse to like, you know, be harming animals in, anymore and exploiting them for food products. I don't think it's necessary at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not. No, yeah, that's a lot of people say like, "Why are you vegan?" Yeah. And I always say because eating animal products is unnecessary. Yeah. Like, there's it's really what it comes down to. Like, I can't. There's no excuse in my mind that that I can make that really convinces me or makes me think that it's okay to do that to an animal or pay somebody else to do that in an animal. Yeah. It is completely unnecessary. I can get everything I need from plant-based things. Mm-hmm. It's like my excuses are done. They're gone. Yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. think of anything else yeah. to do. So so personally, what what was there any like change in cost from switching from animal to plant-based? Because a yeah. lot of people will argue to me like, oh, it's way more expensive. Yeah. And there are some products that are pricey at this point. Yeah, like imitation products because yeah. they're startup companies. Like there's yeah. any startup companies. For sure. That. But I found a way that I can definitely do it very affordably. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's actually can be a way cheaper diet if you're eating whole foods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the processed foods are going to be more expensive. That's all. That's due to the smaller companies, but it's also due to government subsidies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The price of dairy and beef and all of that kind of stuff would be way way higher than if the government wasn't subsidizing these so they could make those products a lot cheaper mm-hmm. you know you look at a fast food restaurant you get a 99 cent hamburger but a salad is like 4.99 mm-hmm. yeah. you know and that's because of that kind of thing so if you're doing the whole foods plant-based it's really cheap rice beans potatoes veggies as long as you're eating them and you're not letting them rot in your fridge you yeah. know like all that stuff's really really cheap and so you could do it way more affordably, um, but there's always processed stuff. I enjoy processed stuff multiple times a week. I'm not bashing it. I think it's, you yeah. know, there's some really great products out there, but I think that's where the misconceptions of the pricing mm-hmm. comes in. And like you said, they're small companies or startups, you know, beyond meat was way more expensive a few years ago when it first came out. And now they're very competitive to yeah. what you would buy. But it's also like people are kind of used to buying trash products. Like people are used to buying like the cheapest ground beef or the cheapest, mm-hmm. you know, chicken that they can buy when really Really these products that are plant-based are comparing more comparative to the the higher end kind of things not like mm-hmm. the really really nice stuff but like stuff that's not the garbage that most yeah. people are into yeah. buying i feel like i'm still in the spot with veganism i'm like kind of in the beginning of my journey and now realizing that i want to start to implicate some activism into that journey yeah um and I, i'm at the tough point where like i'm not exactly sure how to talk to people about it yet For sure. because i know that i was very um, shut off to the idea of it before I went vegan and kind of like saw some things firsthand for myself that other people didn't get to experience. Like I was going to go hunting and I saw these animals and I'm like, I can't take those animals lives. And then I'm like, wait, what makes them different from a cow? It's just the species, you know, they yeah. were just born into different bodies. It shouldn't mm-hmm. make one less valuable than another. Um, so I can't go pay another guy to kill a, a cow if I can't kill a deer. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people don't have experiences like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to talk to them. Yeah. You know, we, we have nothing to really relate to yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to be too pushy. I know, I know that I definitely have been in the past because yeah. passion is just kind of like overtaking me and I, yeah. I get all these emotions. You're thinking about so an innocent cow bad, that's, yeah. you know, be having its life yeah. taken and separated from its family. There's a lot of emotions, you know oh, what I mean? Especially sure. an animal lover like myself, 
Like I, I feel like we're all I, animal lovers, but we just we yeah. just don't know what happens to these animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. You know? But that's that's kind of what comes through when I'm talking to someone about veganism, or mm-hmm. or in the past, and, and yeah. lately I've been trying to like take a step back and have some understanding for for them not understanding it. Yeah, you know, oh for I was sure. Once there, as a, a lot of people, I try to like kind of put in the perspective of like if I was talking about a dog or a cat and these things happening, you would be appalled. You would be as for passionate sure. as I am about it. Yeah, but it's not. It's a cow. It's a chicken. It's something that you personally view as different, but it's it's not in my eyes, and that's kind of how I go about it. Gotcha. But there's so many different ways about being an activist. Like yeah. you don't have to be out there yelling at people. You don't have to be out there Certainly protesting. Not. I don't believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's teach their own. Everyone kind of like responds to different things. That that's going to work for some people and like some people are going to respond to it. It's not going to work for others, but mm-hmm. like just representing your lifestyle as being an activist, just showing people like you're happy and you're healthy and you're able to be a vegan and not mm-hmm. have to, you know, sacrifice anything that's activism in itself. But I definitely feel you. And that's kind of why we started farm animal refuges. I let the animals do the activism for yeah, me. Yeah. Like all I do is feed them and pick up their shit. And, <laughs> and like, I just have people out to meet them and they fall in love with them and then they go vegan. Like yeah. it's, it's, I just kind of, that's how I found my avenue into activism, but there's like a whole bunch of different things you can do. You know, you can do cooktivism where you're kind of sharing recipes or just sharing, like you don't have to do recipes, just like show what you eat. Cause a lot of people don't really understand mm-hmm. that they don't mm-hmm. even recognize the plant-based items that they're already consuming there's um you know protests there's sharing videos online on your social media mm-hmm. that people are gonna kind of respond to and things like that so there's a whole bunch of different ways of doing yeah. activism there's also just volunteering volunteer at a farm animal refuge like yeah. we need people to help us socialize the animals show them that humans are really awesome like that's a form of activism as well there's a lot of different ways you can go about yeah. it yeah yeah it's That's, been a huge goal of ours to open up a sanctuary one day. Yeah. Um, just because, like, from the area that we're from and everything, it would just, it would make sense there. And um, I have constant dreams it about it. It just seems like such a happy life. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it can be. It okay. definitely can be. It is a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, what we share on social media is the fun, good parts about it. But yeah. um, running a sanctuary is definitely. Having one dog is insanely it's, hard. It's yeah. a lot. But I tend it, to make decisions without thinking about the responsibility. <laughs> so if you could let me know, like, the, the, the hard parts about your job. Yeah. I mean, starting it alone is, is pretty difficult. It's not something that you're just going to be able to start and, and have funded. You're going to be having to work behind the scenes. You're going to have to be yeah. paying for a lot of it, which a lot yeah. of people don't understand. We yeah. don't take any salaries from Farm Animal Refuge. It's mm-hmm. all volunteer based. So mm-hmm. um, we generally work full time jobs to help pay for the property. I was a bartender. Jordan was uh, does insurance during the day or workman's yeah. comp. I'm sorry. So do um, you guys, you guys both have other jobs? At the, we did. I haven't bartended because of Corona and anything like gotcha. that. But we've up uh, for the fir- last five years. We've we've both maintained full time so jobs. Both worked full time jobs and. Managed and, 90 yeah. farm animals at the same time. Mm, yeah. So wow. she would get home. We would high five. I'd go to work till two in the morning, you know, make that hour drive home, get up at 630, you take care of the animals. So you work night shifts, you work day shifts. Yep. So somebody's there wow. all the time. So that's definitely a difficult part of it. Um, the One of the hardest things about running a farm animal refuge is the amount of times you have to say no to animals. The, the amount of animals out there that need to be rescued or are mm. available to be rescued is overwhelming. Um, yeah. You have to, you know, live within your means when you're with donations and have, being able to take care of the animals time-wise and get yeah. really giving them the life that you want to and what you set out to do. Yeah. So having to say no a lot is, is can be really, really draining. I mean, we get multiple calls a day to take animals. Um, the micro mini pig kind of myth um, has really been a toll oh, yeah. Yeah. why we ended up with so many pot bellies that we have. Um, but just 
a lot of times you get calls and you have to say no, which is really, really depressing, really, really yeah. draining. Mm -hmm. um, seeing the really sad parts of it is going to be really hard because, you know, you're really, you're not usually saving animals from happy, healthy conditions. You know, yeah. I'm going into farms, I'm taking like really sick animals out. I'm taking, you know, really hurt and, and, and emotionally traumatized animals and trying to heal them can be really draining. And then the loss, you know, you're, you're having animals grow old, you're having animals that have already come to you injured, and you're having animals that are not healthy. Mm, uh, so yeah. sometimes you have to say goodbye to them, you know, depending, you may not get very much time, you may get a lot of time. Yeah. So the loss can be really hard as well. Yeah. I could definitely imagine how difficult it would be to rescue an animal and see the animals, um, you know, prospering in their new lifestyle. And then knowing that they had like another brother or sister, part of their litter that, you know, is now still a victim in the, mm -hmm. the animal agriculture industry. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something that would be very difficult. There's way too many animals to rescue. For sure. There. Yeah. That's we've really focused point. every time we rescue an animal, we do try to find their family, uh, okay. which we've been pretty successful at so far. Oh, nice. um, we rescued What's that it. process like? It, it, it changes. It really depends. You know, we, someone called us about, um, a lamb who had to form front legs and she was just walking around on her elbows for eight months. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we went to pick her up and I said, you know, what about the mom? Do you think you can return to her too? And it was like, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to breed her. She has like messed up kids, you know? Mm. So that one was a, an easier one. One of the harder ones would be uh, one of our first cows we rescued. His name was India. Uh, he was at the San Diego Fair, which is like a county fair. Um, a lot of people don't actually understand that the animals at the county fair all get sent to slaughter right after the fair ends. Wow. Um, so that's why they're there. They're there to be showed and then auctioned off so they can be slaughtered right afterwards. Wow. So we were lucky enough to get him out of that. and. Three months later, how did you, you know, get them out of that? Were they expecting mm -hmm. like to be paid because of these auctions? We, back and we did, we did exchange money in that, which we don't do anymore. This gotcha. was back when we didn't understand that the availability of yeah. being able to rescue animals is so great. Um, okay. So it was something that we set up when we first started, yeah. not understanding that um, we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. So we've definitely changed our policy mm -hmm. since then. So why shouldn't why shouldn't you be doing it real quick? Because we're just contributing back to it. If you give a farmer money for an animal, you're just putting another animal in that same situation. You yeah. know, you you are rescuing that animal's life which is amazing yeah. and, and a lot of rescues do do that but we yeah. personally feel like we're just we're not helping in the cycle we're just contributing it yeah. to it and they're ultimately just doing it all for money to begin yeah. with so and if they so get the money they keep doing it exactly yeah. and yeah. you're also like convincing them that they're doing something good and which we don't want to do yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we rescued india and a few months later um we were just kind of talking about how sad it is that um, you know, he, he got taken away from his mom so early because they only get to be at their mom's for a couple months. And we knew his mom had the same name as him through just like random circumstances. Mm -hmm. So we actually ended up cold calling farms in San Diego that we knew supplied uh, this particular program, the 4-H FFA program with cows. Mm -hmm. And we actually ended up finding her. Uh, oh. So we worked out a deal with that farmer. We were going to go up two days later to get her. Um, and through conversations, we found out she actually had twins uh, between her being separated from her first India um, and us finding her. So we went up and got her and the twins, oh, wow. brought them back, reunited her with her son, who she hadn't seen in like a year, year and a half. And they like instantly knew who each other were. Oh. You know, we had a, a fence in between them because we didn't know how it was going to go or how she would react. And he was like pushing his head through the fence, like wow. trying to get to his mom. Like oh. it was so heartbreaking, but like so emotionally like 
amazing at the same time. Like Definitely. it was, it was an incredible experience. And then, and then it, she had already had those twins taken away. They were about to be distributed into the program. So she had just gotten back that morning. So like she ran over and was like, India, hey, and then was like, oh crap, my babies. And like had to go like stand in between us and the babies to make sure that we weren't going to take them away from wow. her again. Because it's happened to her eight times before. Oh. Um, and then by the time that she came to us, she was pregnant again, which wow. we didn't know until a few months later. And we knew it was a possibility, so we were watching, and we found out she was pregnant again. So she actually had her ninth and last baby at Farm Animal Refuge. Yeah. Um, it's the only one she never got taken away from her. So wow. we have a whole cow family, and that's yeah. the one who's feisty. She's, she's a little yeah. spitfire, I mean, for sure. Rightfully so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't see us any differently. A lot of the animals that we have um, that can be you know, a little bit crankier, a little bit um, harder to handle or be around are actually animals that have come to us when they're babies or though she was born there. So they don't really actually see us any differently. We've never had to like force them that we're better than them or yeah. they need to be scared of us. So those are always the ones that end up being a little bit harder to handle. Yeah. yeah. So back to the dairy industry now, because that's yeah. where you rescued them from. Um, they were actually going to be a meat industry, oh, but, oh. um, oh, it okay. all, it's, I mean, it's all very So she was similar. just impregnated, uh, eight times not to be milked but just to, to, to sell, the babies. sell the babies yeah because yeah. okay. they're still they're, you know they're still making a product the, pro yeah. the product is actually just a child so it so doesn't differ much from the dairy industry though where they're being impregnated multiple times mm. no, no yeah they're just, it's just over and yeah. over and over the thing people don't think is like okay cows always have these udders but they're only filled with milk when they're pregnant yeah so they forcibly impregnate these animals over and over again so how many times um are these dairy cows pregnant within like a, their, their lifespan like um the thing. average age of slaughter for a dairy animal is about four to seven years old um you know an animal that isn't forced to have that many babies or be milked twice a day can live you know 15 20 years depending on um the animal but they usually um will either slow down production of milk because they're just being used and abused for so long or their bodies will actually start breaking down about four to seven years old um so on the older end they they have the, their first baby um, is if they are, they get pregnant on the first baby within the first, you know, year of life. Um, sometimes they will abort that baby because they try to get all the moms on the same cycle. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll have it depending on when they were born and when they got impregnated. And then they'll just have a baby every single year. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you do continually milk them, they will continue to produce milk just like humans. You know, if you, yeah. you stop feeding, breastfeeding at six months, you'll stop, but it, stop producing but if you wait till two years you will um but they're also want babies because those are the ones that are you know potentially if they're a girl are going to make milk and yeah. so you know it ramps up their milk production because they stay pregnant but they're also still pumping out babies to be put into the industry to replace all those you know cows that they send to slaughter yeah. so uh, so really about four to seven babies yeah. so they fully just see these animals as products and, and not living beings at all yeah i think any anybody who makes yeah. you know money off of any product is going to see that as an item and not as something someone mm -hmm. yeah and i don't know if it's a misconception or not but they number these cows instead of naming them because yeah, yeah. they don't they wouldn't know what the names are yeah. like you know and it's also like when, when you put a name to a face you, you know that's when you see the personality oh for sure yeah it really it could yeah. like Ruin, you know, the, in the 4-H FFA program, they actually encourage them to name them because it mm. helps, you know, harden the kids off because they, they give up that animal and things like that. So because they know how emotionally bonded you can be to an animal, especially when you name it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, they'll just throw a tag in, have a number. It's easier, mm. you know, for them to keep records and stuff like that and them not to get attached to these animals. Yes. Really sucks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Hearing everything is, is, is difficult. Oh, for sure. And, uh, so, stuff that I've contributed to in my... for. 
the better portion of my life even yeah. too. Um, three, three, four times a day since yeah. you, know, you were born because yeah. that's what we're born into. That's we're brought up on for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I've like coming into veganism, I didn't, and people like, when I say veganism, a lot of people hear that word and think of a diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as much as it can be a diet because it's a change in what you're eating, and that's the definition of a diet, it's also way more of a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, to me, it's not about the nutrition and the calories and stuff like that. It's just about... Although there are health benefits of yeah, there, the there plant-based diet. many health, health benefits, but that wasn't what I yeah. got into veganism for. It was just so that I could save lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about this 200 to 300 a year. And, um, which is a beautiful thing, regardless of who you are, what you believe in, saving 200 lives is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but I would say like, I I thought that the harder part was going to be finding the food. Mm -hmm. Um, but that turned out to be pretty easy. And I would say that like veganism to me has been very, very easy. I I wake up and I eat vegan every day, no problem. But I think that the amount of hate that I receive is like the hardest part. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you what, the hardest part of, of being a vegan is and, and you know an animal sanctuary owner i guess would kind of go hand in hand with that as well yeah i mean the backlash that you get from some people can definitely be draining for sure yeah. um i would say that you know the loudest people are actually the minority uh, of most groups i think people even when you think of an aggressive vegan it's actually like the smaller percentage yeah, of vegans. I don't know they any just, aggressive vegans. Yeah, they like, just get them, you know, any group of people. And they're we, I, the I've loud, videos. But the loudest people are going to get attention. It's yeah. just, yeah. it is what it is. So um, there are the, some very loud anti-vegan people that mm-hmm. um, really try to like catch you on things or yeah. or really try to like, you know, embarrass you or prove that you're not perfect. And, mm-hmm. and that can be really hard because yeah. like none of us are perfect. Yeah, We're no, all going to mess up. Yeah. There are, like you said, like with plant agriculture, there are animals that um, are killed during that and, and different things like that so you're gonna deal with a lot of that kind of stuff yeah um finding products it's so much easier now than it was like there's products all to replace basically any animal-based product mm-hmm. at every single like large grocery store even like cvs is gonna start selling beyond meat pretty soon oh, wow. Wow. yeah cvs pharmacy like they're gonna yeah. have the meatballs and stuff which i still haven't tried mm-hmm. um but it's just it's a it's a lifestyle like you said and it's a change in something that you've done three times plus a day for however long until you've decided to go plant-based so Mm -hmm. it's going to be not super comfortable when you first do it like you're learning different stuff you're really figuring out products you can have and you know going to the grocery store and looking at a a ingredient label every single time you shop for every single product can seem very daunting but then like two months later you're like oh i can get this i can get this i can get this and you're like oh wow that was just shopping you know so it's really like changing a habit and yeah you know you have to do what something like twenty five thousand times to change Mm -hmm. your habits and yeah um, so like you just 30 days uh, is it i don't know it's a like bunch that. of different numbers I a saw, lot you yeah. gotta do it a lot to like yeah. really change that especially something that's so ingrained in you since yeah. like the day you were born and, yeah. and your entire lifestyle so yeah. um it can seem very daunting but it really all of that goes away yeah. like it really just becomes part of like who you are and the decisions you make and think it's all the ingredients you're using in your food yeah. you know speaking yeah. of habit I heard an interesting fact from a doctor and nutrition expert that every taste is acquired besides breast milk Interesting. And we talked about that you yeah. give that up before you're two years old because you don't have lactase enzymes to produce, to digest the lactose anymore. Um, but That's, as far as the taste yeah. and everything that you're used to, uh, it, it's all acquired, and it's yeah. only because you're used to it. Mm-hmm. Like some foods are kind of gross when you first start eating them, and then they, you know you warm up to it yeah. and it starts to taste better. That's because it's an acquired taste. Is everything that you eat is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just like the beginning of that. Maybe like things don't taste the same for you. Yeah. But now I like I'll eat. 
impossible meat or I'll have yeah. vegan ice cream. And where I used to be able to tell the difference, I have no idea. Oh anymore. yeah, for yeah, sure. And I like, panic sometimes. I'm like, are you sure this is not yeah. real? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it's, uh, well, one thing I do want to say is that's why dairy is actually so addicting is because, mm. um, breast milk does have things in it that makes your body want to crave it. Oh, it's what yeah. makes the baby come back. So oh. That's why people actually have a really hard time giving up dairy products. Makes sense, totally. Your body's like physically, cheese is like people are addicted to yeah, cheese. physically yeah. addicted to it. Um, but yeah, it is really just like a, about you know exploring your different options like just because you've had a one bad vegan cheese does not mean every bad ve- like cheese out there is vegan like yeah. you've had a bunch of really yeah. shitty like animal products yeah. and you yeah. d- haven't given up on it you try something else and you're like oh i like this brand yeah, or i like sure. this i don't like that and so people need to kind of you know go into That's veganism true. in the same way like you yeah. try different things you're not yeah. going like, to like it all i think it's fun it's like you know we've had to relearn how to live life kind of in these yeah. times um, and relearning a diet is just like a, you know, yeah. a little portion of that. And how much food have you discovered that you didn't even know was out there? That's oh, the yeah. fun part. Like, so vegan has got because I discovered so like, much good food. Yeah. I started cooking so much and mm. trying all these new recipes. Um, we're making like cheeses out of out of cashews yeah. and, other, and other nuts and stuff like that. And we have this lasagna recipe that we eat twice a week. Oh, <laughs> it's bomb. fucking delicious. Nice. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. But it's it's funny that we're talking about this now because I didn't even think about it myself, but. When I when I was becoming vegan, I was like, oh shit, I'm never gonna be able to have like a McDonald's burger mm-hmm. again, or or just just a, you know a juicy cheeseburger in general. But I have a juicy cheeseburger. It's just vegan three times a week, so yeah. I don't even think of it like oh, we, I can't we have, have a more burger. now that we're. I, I, I'm still <laughs> having burgers, and burgers are just they're the same thing to me. They bring me the same amount of pleasure and joy. They're just now you know, cruelty free. Yeah, and, exactly. And no and cholesterol. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Pretty, pretty good way. Benefits are yeah, yeah. Are, are amazing too. And that only took about 30 days. So I guess my, what I would tell someone is, you know, if they're worried about giving up their favorite food, it's just like, give it, give it like a month. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. eat the alternative for about a month and, and you'll be, you'll love the alternative just oh, as yeah. much. It's and just, or you'll find different you favorites to, yeah, too. You to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it was interesting to hear that every taste is acquired because that's so true. How, how many foods out there, have you tried in the first time you didn't like them and then you progressively started liking it more and more and more and more? Like so to- many. Tofu, yeah. for sure. Hated oh, yeah. tofu yeah. before. Thought it was disgusting. And now I like cook with it almost every single day. Yeah, yeah. L- likewise, I didn't like yeah. it. But now like every time there's an option to add tofu, if I'm ever at a restaurant, I always do. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. I've yeah. always loved tofu, mm-hmm. but I love like 90 yeah, He likes like, he's always like weird things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that That's is like the a, only difference between us. He like likes, he's way more daring with his taste buds. Yeah. But if I were to hear that from somebody, because I'm, I'm someone that likes to try new things. Um, if I were to hear that, that bit of information that we just heard recently that, you can, you know, acquire these tastes and learn to like them. Like in, in 30 days, I would be like, oh, sweet. I'm going to try to start liking healthier it's things. It's like a yeah. superpower us humans have. Yeah. We can oh, just like adapt sure. in any situation, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes doing that after like 20 years is fun. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Like people really find the diet, think the diet's going to be really restrictive, but you like discover so many different mm-hmm. things. Like yeah. how many times have you had lentils before you went vegan? How many, many times, times have you had them afterwards and they're delicious yeah. and they're incredibly healthy for you? Mm-hmm. You know, different beans, different nuts, different yeah. kinds of herbs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're going plant-based, you're only eliminating like five different things. You're cows, chickens, pigs, you know. Yeah, it's really not that much. It's fish, just the fact that everybody... dairy, put, eggs. Yeah, it's just the fact that this like country, most developed nations put them in everything. Yeah, That's but you're thing. discovering yeah. so yeah. hundreds and yeah. hundreds of other things that yeah. you just never, because you've like 
you know, confine yourself yeah. to a little box of, of yeah. cuisine. Like, that you soon just... we'll definitely be able to have like Snickers and Reese's again once they just make almond milk chocolate. They have you know? those already. Kit Kat, Kit Kat just made vegan. Really? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But they oh, have some Snickers good. bars out there. I've had um, a vegan Snickers bar, but it was like homemade. Oh yeah, they're they're not the same for sure. Like yeah. they're definitely the very similar ingredients, and it's gonna like satiate you and be like, oh, I, that that was good yeah. for sure. Yeah. Good um, chocolate. But yeah, caramel. or like like I think what you mean is like go to the store and buy that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They're definitely every year they're coming yeah. out with it. Everything's becoming way more accessible, yeah. even since I started. If I need a gas station mm-hmm. snack, there's so many vegan options now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, there's Kind Bars, and you can get chocolate at a gas station yeah. that's vegan. Those so. cookies that are out yeah, like at 7-Eleven like and stuff yeah. like that. So that, that's helped a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you, because I'm interested, it has... Like, you're a chef, you know yeah. what I mean? So you're, you're a trusted voice when it comes to food and recipes. Has... Uh, has making vegan stuff been any harder for you as a, as a chef, like, for the culinary art of it? Like... When you start thinking about how to make things plant-based, you're realizing that uh, meat is really just a texture. Um, it's yeah. not really going to be a predominant flavor in anything. Okay. Um, most cuisines are going to be, you know, full of sauces and spices and and you add plants to meat to make meat taste good. Yeah. Uh, so what you're really just focusing on is like trying to mimic the texture of what that meat product is. Uh-huh. So I've been finding really cool ways of doing things with tofu or, or beans um, or, you know, soy protein or um, seitan or tempeh. Yeah. Um, so there's really, really cool ways of doing it and get, eating everything that you've always loved your entire life um, without having the cruelty involved. So you're really just taking and trying to mimic the texture because like what meat is is basically just texture in any kind of dish that you're making mm-hmm. sweet sweet so here heard it from a chef yeah <laughs> <laughs> you so, can uh you can make everything pretty yeah, much i don't couldn't think of very much things that you wouldn't be able to make for yeah. sure so you talked earlier like at the beginning of your journey with everything uh environmentalism was a big part of it yeah so what like jarring fact did you hear about the environment and the, or the climate uh, that had to do with animal agriculture that made you be like, okay, I got I to gotta do something personally about this? Yeah. Well, I didn't know this before because the research was still definitely very new um, yeah. 12 years ago, yeah. um, or at least the information just wasn't as available out there, or I just didn't seek it out. Which it's definitely been, less it available. Been there. I think it, today it's kind of like, it's, it's easier to yeah, find. Yeah, but sure. the, uh, the uh, contribution to global climate change um you know, directly involves animal agriculture. You know, there's some studies that say over 50%, a lot of them average between 40 and 45% of climate change is directly due to animal agriculture. And a lot of people don't realize that's not just like the animals, it's the transportation, it's Mm -hmm. the waste the animals produce. Mm -hmm. It's the, you know, the urine and the poop from thousands and thousands and thousands of animals on one farm has to go somewhere. That's just getting put back into nature. It's polluting a lot of things. Um, And then the water consumption is another really big one. But people don't realize how much water it takes to make an an animal product. And, you know, I try to explain to them like, you know, you drink a glass of water, a lot of it's coming out in urine to get rid of, you know, your your body purifying itself mm-hmm. and getting rid of toxins and things um, and just your body doing it. Like that's every single animal that's in the animal agriculture industry. Like they all need to consume liquids that are not going indirectly to produce that product that they're trying to get out of the animal. It's all being wasted and it's all being you know, push through them. Same yeah. thing with calories is you have, you know, you eat a pound of something, you're not gaining a pound. Yeah. A lot of it's going to burning from exercise or, or just your body using it. 
and it's not you know being made into beef it's not being made into chicken mm -hmm. so you have to use a lot more products to get a smaller amount of volume of animal product yeah. so a lot of people don't realize that and i think that really really bothered me yeah um, but it was really just kind of the climate change kind of thing yeah. and you know it seemed when I thought about it in that sense, it seemed like such a minute thing to do to make such a big impact is yeah, really just, just changing my diet. Changing your diet. Yeah, 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 to make, you know, it's, you, know, you could skip showers for the rest of your life and you're not going to save as much water as going vegan. How many like gallons a is a, it's a hundred something thousand, a hundred a year, a year for what? Yeah, uh, being vegan. Sorry. How many do you say? Oh, it's a, it's a lot. I, I don't even like, know I'm what the exact number 000, is. Depending on how much you eat. Yeah. So yeah. just, just going vegan can simply save around 200,000 gallons and 200 animals a yeah. year. I think it's got to be more than that because even like being. one pound of beef takes 1,200 gallons of water. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, so it's a lot. And you're thinking about these these animals are huge, you know? Yeah. Like think about how much water they're drinking, about how much calories they need to put in their body just to like walk around and live yeah. in their digestive process and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like they're consuming a lot to make a product that's not you know, comparable to what's going in them. I've heard, you know, a lot of studies even say we're actually producing enough food in the world right now to feed the entire population of the world. We're just now taking it, giving it to animals, mm -hmm. wasting most of it. And that's, you know, a lot of starvation and things about that the other day. like that could be uh, solved. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. sure you would know the fact better off the top of your head than I would. Um, but th there is something linked to ending world hunger with people going vegan because yeah. we'll use, use a lot less land to produce these mm -hmm. Uh, for for plant agriculture to feed human beings, um, you take it from there. Sorry, because you, you probably know more about. Well, that. yeah, you just yeah. you you just use a lot, and it all really it kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like they just need more more plant based items to make a smaller amount of product uh, gotcha. of an animal product, and yeah. that's not only the land that they're on. That's the that's the water that they're consuming and the the plant based things we need to grow to feed and sustain all these animals. It really takes up like two thirds of, yeah. of the agricultural industry. And, and, uh, if I didn't know anything about this or, if, you know what I mean? And I don't really, um, an initial thought of mine would be like, well, then what are these animals going to eat? But then there's the, the reason is because there's so many animals yeah. that, that if we stop breeding them, they wouldn't be exactly. here. Like yeah. we're these animals them. are bred into existence. Yeah. Like 65 billion chickens are killed a year in the U S like there aren't supposed to be 65 billion chickens in yeah. the U S yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's just for food. So I think I think a lot that number is it's, it's a lot, but people don't understand like how much a billion is. Yeah. So yeah. one million seconds is like ten days. A billion seconds is thirty-five years. So like put that in perspective. Like when you get to like millions of billions, you're like, oh wow, that's a lot. Yeah. But like over seventy billion, over two hundred trillion animals. Like 70, over 70,000 land animals, 200 trillion animals are killed every single year for food and production. And that's food that takes up trillion? A trillion. And so we can't even, a trillion seconds must be what, some thousands of years? Yeah, it's insane. Uh, so it's, and you know, that's a lot of the ocean. It's yeah. a lot of um, yeah. Yeah. different things like that. So to put that into perspective is I think a lot of people are like, well, it's a lot of animals, but it is like, an insane amount of animals. You yeah. know, there's seven yeah. plus billion people on the world and we're killing over 70 billion land animals every single year. Yeah. That's an incredible amount of animals. Like by the time we get done recording this, like millions of animals will have been slaughtered for food. And so. it could have all, it could, it could be tomatoes. Hmm? It could be, it tomatoes, could be tomatoes for sure. Potatoes. Uh, yeah. I found it really um, interesting and also disappointing that, you know, we were, America and these developed nations are doing that when only 13% of the average um, American or European diet 
consists uh, the calories that we get consist of animal products. So you're only at, using all that land, all those lives, and only 13% of the food that you eat is a result of that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's just wasteful. Because people predominantly it's, eat plants without even noticing. Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. yeah, people are like I don't like vegan. I'm like you don't like French fries or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. or yeah. pasta. I have or, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich a day. That's like my <laughs> dessert when I before I go to bed. Like, <laughs> make a double decker, go sit in my bed, oh, and my yeah. peanut butter and jelly. I put on a bagel sometimes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. people don't realize that you are actually eating predominantly. Like the mm-hmm. the meat is just what you focus on or the the dairy. Yeah. Yeah. But with the, with the stats, everything I'm saying, like, don't believe me. I'm just some random dude. Go, f- go look it up. Yeah. Like, go research yeah. it. Like, if anything that I'm saying, somebody's listening right now and they're like, that's not true. Like, look it up. Yeah, Do not believe good. me. I'm just yeah. some random dude talking to no microphone right now. Like, yeah. go. The information's out there. You just have to go find it yourself. Pe- Everyone, like, always thinks, like, I can't make a difference. And it's like, mm. well, one person can't make a huge difference, yeah. but I can make some difference. And, and to then me, you plus you plus yeah. you plus you yeah. plus you, like we're all going to make a way bigger difference together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, you have to make that personal yeah. choice and make that personal decision to be part of the global good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you right. think your vote counts, then you should think that your diet counts too. Yeah, for sure. I vote think, with your money. Vote yeah. with your money yeah. for sure. I also think that saving 200 lives a year is a big difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely. one person can do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Every single person listening to this right now can do that. Yeah. Or they probably are. A lot mm-hmm. of people that are listening are vegan. And I'm just saying for, for people that are, uh, that aren't vegan and they're still listening at this point, uh, that's something that I probably wouldn't have done before I went vegan. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was well, just hopefully like, we're not being too aggressive about no, it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> the thing. I don't, I don't ever want to be too aggressive about it. Cause Veg it's like, curious. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely veg curious. Yeah, you say? people are veg curious. They want to know about this stuff, you yeah. know, like and mm-hmm. just present it to them in a very yeah peaceful way. I feel like it's a it's a um, it's something that we all share, like the the emotional connection to animals. Yeah, and it's just something that's hidden from 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 a lot of us. But now, fortunately, we have so much more research that is uh, at our fingertips. Yeah, there's a lot of spirituality behind it too. You know, I my, myself is not a very spiritual person, but. You know, if you are like, you should be thinking about the ways that you're affecting other life on earth. And if you're thinking about, you know, how these animals are treated and what they're, you know, going through all the time, like you're making that happen. So maybe make that your personal choice. And it could be something selfish. Like you said, like that's where it can start from. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. or something that like you just want it for you, Yeah. but you're still doing it. You're still learning about it and you're still making those decisions. Like just because an animal is being saved as a, as a byproduct, it's not a bad thing because you're making making that decision and you're doing those steps every single day to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's great. Um, I really want to come by and meet some pigs and cows. And yeah, for day. sure. You yeah, should I'd, definitely I'd come by. To. I've seen that the, the pigs jump on you and lay on you. I've seen a couple of videos yeah. of them laying on. on yeah. It really depends on the day. You know, they, yeah. they, are just allowed to live their lives like they want to. So when we do the tours, like some animals are going to be really, really wanting attention that day. Some of them are going to be skittish, but we're not a petting zoo. So we're not going to force any of them to interact with people. Um, We just rescue them, treat them correctly, and then, you know, ask them to be animal ambassadors and ask them to, you know, really teach others about their species and about like what is so similar to the dogs and the cats and the things that we invite into our homes and we consider family and yeah. how they could be so similar. And then mm-hmm. it really changes people. I mean, I based my entire life off this decision. So I hope it really works for people because yeah. yeah. I literally wake up every day at sunrise to make this happen. Uh, so it, I really believe that's how you can convince people is, mm-hmm. is really have them 
meet them and, and learn about them and make those personal connections, personal decisions, and then maybe go home and make some, some better choices about your food. It yeah. doesn't even have to, it doesn't have to be overnight. Yeah. You know, you can start eliminating one thing at a time. If you're not feeling it, it doesn't work. You, you know, you choose something else, but um, maybe do one thing at a time for 30 days and mm -hmm. it gets easier. And then you choose the next thing. It doesn't have to be something that you wake up tomorrow and decide. It doesn't have to be something that you make your, you know, your whole life miserable or uncomfortable yeah. to do. It could be something that is very slow process. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's a very scarce amount of vegans that were overnight vegans. For sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, was not, I, I weaned off as yeah, well. Yeah. Dairy-free for a year and a half, and then... But even uh, then, I, I would slip up when I was dairy-free. Yeah. yeah. When I went to France, I was like, okay, there might be dairy in this, like you yeah. said, was vacationing. Uh, that was the first time I went to France. Second time, I was, I was vegan already, but... Um, yeah, it wasn't an overnight thing at all. I was vegan for four days a week, loosely, yeah. for a few months, and then I was like, I could do this. Yeah. Um, and even if it's just one alternative, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's just speaking to people that aren't, that aren't vegan right now, like if it's just, you know, you like a dairy-free cheese or you like almond milk, like when you're full vegan, you're saving 200 animals. But when you're, you know, when you're, when you're drinking the milk alternative, you're still saving so many lives. Yeah, I think here. that's what's one of the coolest things. It's yeah. like the, the moment you decide to not eat an animal product is the moment you start saving lives. Yeah, like it yeah. can happen tomorrow. You could be 70 years old and decide to go vegan and immediately start making a difference. You don't yeah. have to commit your entire life since you were, you know, 18 yeah. to really make a difference. Like it's the day that you stop eating animal products is the day you start saving lives. Yeah. I think it, it also makes sense for humans to feel, feel powerless or minute against this crazy um, machine that we call the animal agriculture animal agriculture industry, just because it has so much capital in it, and it um, you know it can really take over any other industry because of how how long it's been thriving. Um, it would be it, it makes sense for people to be okay. What am I gonna do yeah. against this whole entire industry? Why are they gonna listen mm -hmm. to me? Why are they gonna stop? But you know they are where they are because of money. Yeah, well, and, I think money is something that everybody you know buys their food with. Yeah, a testament to that is to seeing how many plant-based products are coming out and how many, mm -hmm. um, you know, restaurants and fast food places are incorporating these into their menu. They're not doing it because they believe in it. They're doing it because it's going to make them money. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like, it really just shows the power that it can have in the way you can make changes mm -hmm. to the, the global good and this big machine that you see as the animal agriculture industry, like the way you can start chipping away as it is choosing it personally and, and really encouraging that and voting with your dollar and spending your money on things yeah. that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, this is a, sorry, really yeah. random question. Um, I, I've been seeing a lot of things like on, on TikTok and Twitter and whatnot of people playing music for cows. Yeah. Do cows really like music? Some of them do respond to uh -huh. just all the animals. Like um, our, the turkeys, I was playing some classical music for them the other day. They're responding. We actually just Turkeys had, like classical yeah, music. Let's uh, go. And we just, um, you know, had a pianist out to play for oh. the animals. And she brought her keyboard around. And, you know, some of the goats responded to it. One of them was trying to headbutt the keyboard and <laughs> knock it over. He started to play. Yeah, he was trying to play. It got him <laughs> excited. The sheep were like you know, all the way on the other pasture looking at her like, what the fuck are you doing over there? <laughs> but like interested in it at the same time. Um, so they all kind of respond really differently. Yeah. But I think that like the, if you spend some time and you play different stuff, like most of the animals would probably react yeah, my, to it. My, my, dog, a, my dog doesn't like uh, much music or at least she, she's five months today. So I yeah. haven't really experimented too much. Uh, I played it around her a few times, but I, I recently found a band that she does like. Nice. So I've been playing it for, and she, she it like makes her really cuddly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Like, she responds to different music. Yeah. Yeah. And we deep. have a bird that dances on beat, but will only dance to hard rap. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. like that bird. Like, she knows <laughs> if it's like if it's like mellow rap, she knows. Yeah. Like it has to be like very like, explicit. Yeah. If it's like um, little baby, like she's like, have you like aggressive a stuff. Yet? 
Um, well, no, no. <laughs> she, she'd be into it. Yeah, yeah probably. probably. Yeah. Maybe my sister's played her WAP. Well, I don't know. She's yeah. in New Jersey, so oh, I, have okay. to, I have to ask. Yeah, but she, it's only rap music. It's crazy. Like she yeah. has an individual personality, and she's like this big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, I think I think the cows would probably like something really calm. They're yeah. you know they're they're animals that like calm and like you know tranquil kind of stuff because yeah. you know if things are chaos and stuff. It usually means there's danger. So I think they yeah. definitely would respond. Um, to that but we got 10 acres so they're just out awesome. most of the time like if i come up with my cell phone they'll be like are you trying to t- take an instagram picture again to me like, yeah. <laughs> come on man i'm just trying to eat my food here to acquire 10 acres in california is not uh it's pretty difficult yeah and it's pricey definitely california real estate is insane yeah so this you've completely dedicated your entire like life to this mm-hmm. and and the money that you make goes directly back into this so yeah um wh- what is the, how has that changed your life like that portion of it at least like what you know, what do you do for you versus what do you do for these animals? Um, to, to decide to do something like this, you really got to decide that what you're doing for the animals is for you it's as well. You. Mm-hmm. you know, like waking up every single day and taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's no vacations. Like yeah. there's there's no taking the time off. You don't you don't get a day off because there's still they're going to poop every single day. You're going to have to pick it up. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, you're going to have want to have an easy day. And when the animals is acting off, you need to take it to the vet there. So you really got to like find some kind of you know, tranquility and some kind of like personal fulfillment and just doing that there's your life is going to change. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the, the 10 acres we have is very East of San Diego. It's we're about three miles from the border. Gotcha. Um, okay. so it's definitely way out there a lot further than we would have liked to go. But like you said, it's not easy to get 10 not acres, easy. uh, in San Diego. So it's really, we have sacrificed my whole life to do it, but I wouldn't yeah. have chosen any other way. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really great. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, there's, a. I'm sure there's donation links and stuff set up on, on, on your website. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, on farmanimalrefuge.org. There's all of the donations. You got PayPal. If you wanted to donate a product, we have our Amazon wish list. Um, all social media has like a donate link button. We're completely nonprofit, so it's all mm-hmm. tax deductible and no salary. So you know all the money is going straight back to the animals, That's take amazing. care of them. We'll be sure to include a link down below if anyone listening wants to send a donation. I know I'm going to personally. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Matt. Really appreciate it. Thank Thank you for being here. And uh, if there's one thing that I can sign off on my end saying just to the people listening now that have made it this far is thank you so much for for being here and listening. And as vegans, three vegans sitting at this table, we welcome you. You know what I mean? We're not not scolding you for, for not being vegan for eating animal products, nothing like that. We've all been there in our lives and uh, we welcome you. And and thank you very much for listening to this because it means a lot to us. Yeah. Cool. If there's anything you want to say, then, no, then you can thank, too. But, thank uh, you for having me. We hope that you guys come up. Yeah. We uh, we do have some fundraiser stuff coming up. Um, we have our online open house. Um, we usually host two um, large open house where it's free to come and everyone meets the animals. There's a person with each animal to make sure that they're all feeling comfortable. Mm-hmm. And we have food. We have a bar. We have music. We got all that stuff. But, of course, we can't do that right now. So gotcha. we're actually doing it all digitally. It's going to be mid-May, like May 15th. Uh, we're going to have videos all weekend long, different live videos, um, some tours. Some You're going to get kind of some behind the scenes of, like, how we feed all the animals and give them breakfast really early we're going to be doing some talks on um, with some of the people that we've worked with through uh, out this year about the foster pig situation is a really big one we've been working on with the orange twins rescue mm-hmm. um, some of the lab animals that we've taken out we're going to be talking to some of those people i'm going to be doing a food product demo where i'm going to just be buying a bunch of my vegan favorite stuff that i uh, i use every single day mm-hmm. and kind of tell people about it and i say like i like this product for this because a lot of them are you know you don't want to use the same cheese for pizzas as you do for quesadillas yeah mm-hmm. so i kind of talk to people about what i personally use every single week and what i what i shop for Great. um and that's going to be May May fifteenth, whatever weekend that sweet, is. Sweet, sweet. 
Cool. Well, uh, we definitely want to come down and visit the animals yeah, and, and see what you guys should. do. And uh, we really, really appreciate you coming out. Yeah, of stepping course. away from the animals for a little bit. Is uh, is Jordan over there right now taking care yeah, of Yeah, she's rocking okay. it. We yeah. got some solid volunteers. Her parents are up there all the awesome. time to help oh, and things like nice. that. So I got them all set up this weekend. And yeah, and we wish she could be here, but she has a more important job today. Yeah, she's it's only one of us every time. It's, yeah, e- it's wow. either or. Oh, I usually do a lot of the driving and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. she's like, you want to go to L.A.? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's do it. Glad you came. Thank you for the conversation. I really appreciate it. And if anybody else wants to visit, you just go to our website site they can book a private tour um through that it's a small group you get to meet all the animals and and kind of ask questions and just learn their stories and stuff like that it's a lot of fun amazing well thanks we'll we'll see you soon down there yeah for sure anytime you guys